You're kid. It actually says that? Uh, Maury, you are the worst agent. Why would you allow a clause in my contract that forces me to lose weight? I am not fat! I... Don't be ridiculous! Of course I can touch my toes. Here, I will prove it to you. Uh, um, something ripped. No, I'm not wearing pants! I... Maury? Uh, I think I just tore myself a new one. And sip my coffee a little bit and kind of get into it. Let's Frasier this shit. Let's get real intellectual. They're calling again. Oh, God, that's nice. Well, to your point, you literally just said this, but I'll go ahead and nip it in the bud for the pod. We, uh, last week's was a barn burner. It was a good one. And I think all things in balance, as the great Thanos said, we should work really hard to make sure this one is borderline unlistenable just sucks the worst it can well it's definitely gonna be a low energy pod it's just been a vampire of a day it's so fucking cold out dude it's so fucking cold and i was like oh, it's not so bad and then you walk outside and the life is pulled from your lungs you take a breath yeah and you feel like you're gonna choke you feel like you just got punched in the stomach it's so crazy too because i walk outside and i realize like what happened from like 25 to 33 where I lost all of my balance on ice. I went from like when I was like eight years old where I'm like, I can slide. Like you're skating on, on rubber soles, sliding down driveways, running on it, like somehow gaining traction. Absolutely fine. They could put you on a fucking hockey rink. You're not going to fall over. You got balance, kid. Look at you go. And then like suddenly you hit that one moment and all of a sudden you're like an 85-year-old geriatric man. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to break a hip out here. Oh, Millie, call the paramedics. I, I don't, like, I had that moment today. I had all my podcasting equipment on me, you know, my laptops in my backpack, and I take two steps out the door. Other than the cold, the first thing I think of is like, oh, don't fall on that ice. Be careful. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? What happened to me? Yeah, same thing, dude. I know what you mean. I used to just walk out the door, and if I slipped and fell and concussed myself, I was like, I'll bounce right back. Yeah, stood up. I, I It was Christmas, I think, and uh, it was super icy, and um, I, I took like two steps out, and I did that thing where like your one foot goes out. I didn't like, stretch the groin, but I pushed my knee right down into the earth. Just Oh, poof. dude, I've been there. That's how I sprained my knee. Yeah, and my knee just like died like just black and blue for days i'm sitting there just like i don't you don't spring back you just don't spring we'll back get you a little walker with the tennis balls on oh, it. oh that'd be so nice how does that even work in the winter that seems like it'd be less traction than those rubber pads doesn't it is are, are, are the tennis balls to keep the rubber pads from wearing down because it almost seems counterintuitive when you're like well i'll replace these with another when are you going to use the rubber pads when are you going to really enjoy those pads i think the tennis ball is for people who have become so enfeebled that they can't pick up the water. Oh, they've got to slide? They have to slide it. Again, seems like uh, really short-sighted once it gets to the winter. That's We're nature telling you to just keel over and die, quite frankly. I wonder if... I, you ever look at yourself and go, I wonder if I'm going to be a tennis ball pad old man one day. All the time. Am I going to be a cane guy? Am I going to be a wheelchair rascal dude? Or am I going to be a tennis ball on the on the walker guy? I'm not going to live past 65 because I've made a firm pact. That I don't care how well things are going. That doesn't mean that you could blow out your kneecaps in your 50s. It's very you true. Know. You don't know. I'm doing a leg press, and I'm one of those guys that gets emu leg. It's just too much oh. weight. It just ah, goes inward. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, Thanks, Internet. Dude. Put that next to the cartel videos, you sick bastards. Cut to the gif of Joe Rogan just screaming his head off. Oh. Sympathy pains. Just the worst thing ever. He's getting in a lot of trouble. For Is all his, he, though? For all his misinformation. Well, I wonder if Spotify would have the balls to deplatform him. I doubt it because he's making them a fuck ton of money. I'm pretty sure they would eat whatever they paid him, too, right? I'm sure mm -hmm. his contract isn't like. Oh, I'm sure not it's an hour, hourly solid. employee, you know? But it makes the question of whether it'll get renewed. And how long was his contract for? A couple years? Couldn't like, tell you. It's not like they were like, we're going to sign a hundred year contract with old Joe Rogan, just like Scientology does. Isn't that crazy, guys? It's going to be like like a two-year contract or something. And how much of that has he already done? He's already been on there for like a year, hasn't he? 
Yeah. Time flies. I don't know the particulars because I don't give a fuck yeah, about no, Joe Rogan right. or whatever happens to him. Mm-hmm. When I got COVID, I can't lie. I was kind of rooting for him. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I hate to root for anyone's demise, but if he just fucked up one of his lungs and couldn't work out and got like Joey yeah. Coco Diaz fat. It was never going to happen, though, because all he had to do was dump 10 G's into his body. Yeah. Like COVID's a scary fucking thing. But like... Don't kid yourself. If you got 15 grand to spend on your body, you're going to be A-OK from COVID. You really will. Mm. Um, especially because they've got, you know, taking something like monoclonal antibodies, I think what it does is it keeps your immune system from attacking itself is one of the, I mean, that's not what those do. But like there's something when it comes to COVID, like you're taking one thing and it keeps your immune system from attacking itself. And then I think you take the monoclonal antibodies and they fight for your immune system. You're basically just pumping shit into your body, fucking vitamin drips. And your body is just, doesn't have to work and doesn't beat the shit out of itself, which is half the reason that COVID's so fucked up is because it's in your lungs and your lungs or your immune system is attacking it so feverishly that it's also damaging your lungs. And um, so, yeah, I looked at Joe Rogan. I was like, you're such a prick. You're such a prick for sitting there the whole time just being like, my immune system's fucking great. I don't need the shot. And then the second you get COVID, you put fucking 10 grand worth of artificial shit into your veins as if you're... What, what about your immune system? Well, by his own admission, Come he's on, like, Joe. I felt like shit. And I'm like, wow, what happened to all that alpha brain and those kettlebells? They well, didn't keep you safe, did they, Joseph? And where's your argument now when it comes to that? You're sitting there going, it's not a big deal. It's not so bad. And you're like, fuck you, it wasn't. <laughs> And I understand. I understand. Shit-ass memory, motherfucker. For me, it's not even like, he won't take the vaccine. It's not even anything like that. I'm not a militant vaccine guy. Do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. At this point, dude, it's everybody's fucking getting it. It's all about your own fucking health at this point. It's scary, and I hate saying that, but it's at least in the, the period of time we are right now. Yep. Don't apply this to before when you, when you definitely should have gotten vaccine, you fucking jackals. But, like, right now... It's just, it's fucking chaos. It's goddamn bedlam. It's nuts. And my my beef with him is not necessarily like, he won't take the vaccine. He's convincing people not to take the vaccine. Die if you want to. My problem is, he's more successful than me. Oh. And I naturally want those people to fail. Oh, okay. I see. Horribly. Like, I just want him so fat, he can't get out of his chair without doing that, like, I just just sweating CBD, you know? I mean, that'd be awesome to watch him, like, just... (laughs) To watch apart. Joe Rogan get real fucking obese in well, real time. Let's be honest. We're all going to have to watch it happen to The Rock one day. So we might as well start getting used to that kind of stuff because it's going to happen to a lot of these really huge buff dudes. And I'm not saying that Joe Rogan is a huge buff dude. <laughs> he's but like he, five foot, isn't he? But he's sticking fucking steroids into his body like he's a huge buff dude. So one day that's going to backfire him fucking anyways. It does. The rebound from steroids, you you... If you don't take care of yourself, you get super round and fat. Well, yeah, you because your body's ball. like, wait, we've been having all this help for all these years, and now we don't even have that. Yeah, you don't have any testosterone coming in, bro. We're going to turn you into a female beach ball. <laughs> Goopy Mori watcher. We're going to be able to milk you. <laughs> We're going to squeeze you like a grape, like that Violet Beauregard. And you will respond, don't be mean, Oprah's on. <laughs> it's that. Because you've got no also- testosterone. <laughs> all right, sorry. No, they're called breasts, mama. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's awful. I have another idea for you. I want to run this by you. I meant to run this by you and Tanner when Tanner was on the show last week. Well, we'll just assume he accepts it. I would assume it involves Mitch, too. I would assume we speak for them. Yeah. They had an opportunity. They had an opportunity to keep the podcast going. We could do two episodes a week. Yeah. Vermont pod, New York pod. Lazy bastards. And now it's just all Vermont pod. And we had to do it. <laughs> They've ceded control of the narrative. We had to literally destroy our own lives so that we could move back to Vermont to continue up this side of the podcast. Just remember, just for you them. back us into a corner to prove a point, we will blow up our own lives. Yeah. So watch out for that. And scratch you. We'll yeah. do some scratching. We will, we'll do that, that dirty stuff in fights. We're, mm-hmm. we're fighting to win. Oh, I'm like Ric Flair, baby. Dirtiest player in the game. I'll rake your eyes. I'll hit you in the nuts when the ref's not looking. Mm-hmm. I'll spit at you. I'm going to come. Hit you with a little sack full of change. Yeah, oh. there you go. little bag with the money symbol on it. Yep. Kink. No holds barred. That's right. That's exactly correct. No holds barred. No DQ. There you go. Do it in the cage. Memphis style. Just in case any of you guys were fixing to come at us. We always keep one in the chamber. In case you was pondering. I do a mighty mean Omar from The Wire. Name that movie, you fucks. You want me to name that movie? 
We'll, we'll let them name it. I know you know what it is. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not on trial here. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Timbo. Eating uh, a canned tuna from the bottom shelf. <laughs> There's another hint. Whoever can send that to the... Do we? Do you ever check this, this Gimbal Eyes Gmail? No. I don't have access to it anymore because somebody changed the passwords. I had to. <laughs> you we did. kept getting hacked. Someone in China really wants to read our emails. Uh, maybe, yeah. Skimbo Lounge in, like, Pakistan must mean something. Biggest email scandal since Hillary. Am I right? That one was for Mitch. Butter emails. That one was for Mitch. You're welcome, buddy. I wonder buddy. if he's listening. I hope so. You better be. Because my idea involves him and Tanner. I want to do... We need to safeguard... We must secure... Get the, to it already! We <laughs> must secure the existence of the podcast for future generations. Right? <laughs> That sounds That's like 12 to 14 words somewhere in there. <laughs> just the fucking worst. <laughs> there's somebody out there that gets this shit and they're just like, what? Right on, brother. I'd like to think that there's people listening and think every like there's no bits. Everything's said in good faith. Yeah. We're not hinting or alluding. We're not making references at all. These guys don't ever. sound like they have a shit eating grin on their faces the entire time <laughs> they do this. Asshole. This is serious. We're weird. We're we are not good people. <laughs> Go on. No, and but this podcast is our legacy. People need to know we weren't good people, and the only way they're going to know that once we're gone is if we have progeny. We have so much evidence of us being bad people on this podcast. Yeah, but you can always use more, right? Uh, I mean, don't worry. I don't think we're stopping anytime soon. Don't you want an heir to hand this podcast down to your legacy down to? I don't know. I always worry about that. Like. Being in an apartment and then finding out that you've got an heir <laughs> just shows up at the door one day, a little curly head kid with an oddly pale complexion. And I just look at him as the psoriasis kicked in yet, and he goes, "No, and I go, it will." I smash the door in his face. There's no love here. You're like the gypsy <laughs> from. Uh, oh, you're not allowed to say that, but that's what they call him in the movie of uh, uh, thinner. Yeah, where the fat guy suddenly gets thinner and he starts losing Older. weight between the eyes. Yeah. No, that'd be really sad. I would, uh, I'd be so mad at my my baby mama if uh, baby if, if she didn't tell me. Oh, I'd be so mad. Anyways, what was the happy thing you were talking about? Well, in this, Rory, you control your own narrative because I would like to institute the Skimbo Breeding Program. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where you, me, Mitch, Tanner all find willing surrogate women to bear children for us now here's what i'm hoping any volunteers daughters because every reboot is a female-centric reboot also the crossover for call her daddy the potential is limitless i was gonna be but honestly that ghostbusters movie sucked that ghostbusters movie sucked so don't pull my pin and and oceans well oceans eight is that what it was yeah that was also very bad like i'm all for the reboot but god damn it get some better writers i'm not for a reboot I'm so sad that we're glossing over the Skimbo breeding program, but whatever. <laughs> no, that's fine. We it's can... a good idea, and I stand by it. It's a good idea, and I stand by it. Name that show, you pricks. I'm wondering. Uh, I there's a wondering what the response is going to be for the Skimbo breeding program now. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> take our seed and bear our daughters. Oh, great. <clears throat> Mitch is like, I for one think this is the best idea ever. It's actually pretty really smart. Because if you ever need a kidney, you're going to have just yep. one waiting on layaway. Friend of the pod, Anna, not happy with Tanner now, I'd assume. I would assume not. Love it. He, uh, he he checked off on this bit, just letting you know. Yep. We Total support. Yep. We're like, hey, can we talk about you and your girlfriend? He was like, yeah, say anything you want. Absolutely. In fact, this will in no way get me in trouble at all, he said. No. It's only strengthening their relationship. <laughs> their bond. It's like all those secrets you told me never to talk to her about. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. You don't talk about Cincinnati, okay? You don't keep that in your closet. It's like Fight Club, except a lot sexier. Mm, sexy Fight Club. That's a movie. Sexy Fight Club. Fight Club 2. Let's reboot Fight Club, and it's just women fighting with their shirts off. That'd be awesome. I don't know if that's what Fight Club was about. And instead of Meatloaf having giant tits, it's a woman with no breasts. Oh. It was a girl I knew in college who had that. Like She was already like back problem city and then she had a party where uh, everybody got to say goodbye to them and uh, uh then she had a uh a breast reduction the next week hey man i did not get invited to that party oh that's rough didn't know her super well did they hang a banner for her that said like breast wishes or something oh like i that? don't i again i i was not privy to the party i wish <laughs> i can imagine they probably uh 
They probably closed the curtains for that one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Although I've been to parties where people take their tits out and they don't really care who sees. I Is see- that a cop? And they just come out. I don't think I have ever been at a party, or at least present at the party, when something like that has happened. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about it. College, high school, the, the accumulation of those parties, crazy times out at bars. Never. I don't think I've ever, I've ever seen that occur. I've never seen a breast come out at a bar. I was on a date with a woman who put my hand inside her shirt. Doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. No. I just want everyone to know how cool I am. Oh, okay. Just making <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. Good. I was like, how? What do you? What? What kind of? Yeah. Emma, really? Never, never had that happen. Never. And it's funny because I'm always in the vicinity. I've been at various parties. I was like, oh, the thing happened. Never, never once. There is nothing worse than just missing it. Mm-hmm. I would rather not be at the party and have that FOMO. What do they call it? In how I Met Your Mother. F- the guy that's always missing cool stuff. It's not Skip. It's not the Blitz, is it? It's the Blitz? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. It is. It's the Blitz. It's the Blitz. Yeah. And he just misses out on everything. It's uh, Hurley. Yeah. Oh, man. uh, From Lost. But, um, yeah, that's kind of like I always hear about it. I mean, again, I've been at parties where I've, like, seen dude hang ball, seen butts. Lucky you. I've seen dude butts. Seen plenty of dude butt. Quit bragging. That's it, though. I've seen I've seen everything there and back. I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. I've seen people poo themselves, but I have wow. never seen that one thing. That's so interesting because we both went to theater school, different and theater I, schools, and I've been to many a party. Yeah, so in I'm which just, it happened. I find that very interesting. And we've we we've been to similar parties in which people would do it regularly, mm-hmm. and I just was never there for it. You could set your watch by it. Yeah, you'd be like, oh. There's an empty bottle of tequila. I bet I, I know what's going to happen. And I was always minutes. that person who was like, oh, you know what? This seems like a nice time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then I come back like, what's going on? Like, I missed the fight in Burlington when we were up in Burlington. You did. You I got missed, I go to the bathroom. Suddenly a fight breaks out. I come back up. You, you should have been there to see it. I had to pee. Every time. I'm just that person who seems to miss out on those things. That sucks, man. I got to be honest with you. It's kind of a bummer. You're really missing out on the finer things in life. <laughs> I'm missing out on quality boob. <laughs> Food, relationships, who gives a rat's ass? Errant tit coming out. Hang around me if you want to see Rando's balls, though. That happens. Right. You know? So I've been there for that. Yikes. Usually that dude is, oh, and he falls over and his jeans rip open and it's just all there. You're like, well, that guy's going to have a tough rest of his night. You got to wash those things, man. You blow the crotch out. You mm-hmm. can't wear them every day. Yep. Got to be careful. Also, wash your balls, too, because the second they're out, if you're in a tight room, everyone's going to smell that shit. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone knows what balls smell like, folks. What is this Elmer's glue and salt and vinegar chip scent yeah. that's in the air? What is this? Are we camping? What happened? Oh, my <laughs> just, God. <laughs> just suddenly you know. Uh, everyone knows what a taint smells like after two days of not showering, folks. We are all we all know. Listen, you've either dated someone let's or not pretend. you yourself are the owner of a greased taint. Oh, God. Everybody's been in that situation, too, where like, you were with... A spouse, you cared about him, but somebody like just didn't shower and love. That's that's how you know when love is love right there. Yep. I have never been in love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Luckily, none of my exes listen. So we've got a, you know, we've got a great show for you. We've got a great show for you tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Weird things. Know. So that that's yeah, that's my unluck at parties, I guess. Circle it back to that. That's unfortunate. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen at a party? The craziest thing I've ever seen at a Putting party. Putting you on the spot, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing, is I'm sure there's something objectively crazier than this, but this is just a very memorable one to me. Uh-huh. It's so appropriate that this is such a bitterly cold day. Yes. Because I remember the coldest day of the year, junior year of college. What did my friends and I do? Well, our basement flooded because we lived in an old shithole. So there was like water ankle deep. And we decided that, or no, you were at that one. You were not at the other one. (laughs) To wrap that one up, we threw a pool party because our basement flooded. Great times. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that. But we drank out of a watering can. We threw a, a party called PJs and BJs. Now, unfortunately, classy. No documented blowjobs that I'm aware of, but lots of PJs. There's tons of PJs with the opportunity with the nice front flap 
get it out, ease of access. That was the plan. It didn't happen. <laughs> that was the plan. We went in with such high hopes to the PJs and BJs party. Yep. Uh, turns out <laughs> all those other ladies had different plans, which yep. was not BJs. Who would have thought? When the flap to the barn doors opened. I'm telling you, disservice by calling them blowjobs. It's got job right in the title. That's very true. Blocation. Yeah, it's the one. Blocations. Is that your joke or did you hear about that? That's my joke. That's a good joke. Yeah, blocations. Don't steal that, guys. It's too late. Fuck. I'm sure there's some similar fucking somewhere. Uh, maybe. Going back years it's ago. a salient observation. People don't like it. <laughs> People don't like that joke. Uh, oh, well. So, okay. This party. Freezing fucking cold. Negative four or whatever outside. So, bone, similar to today. Yeah, bone chilling cold. And we throw a pajama party. And it's not like people were showing up being like, hey, can I get changed here and stash my shit in your room? I'm like, you can, but your clothes are going to get used to mop up vomit yeah. at some point. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't risk it. Also, it, don't try to change in our bathroom. The toilet's choked with poop. And your 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 room was sort of like the go-between in this house. Like Your, your room was like a super highway. The Nexus. From... The regular downstairs living room and kitchen area where a lot of people convene to the upstairs living room and kitchen area where a lot of people also convened. If you wanted to get your laundry done and you live downstairs, you had to go through my room. If you yeah. wanted to get upstairs without going out and around, you had to go through my room. If we're having a party and we want the whole space opened up, you got to go through my room. Yeah. I had a nice zebra print rug. That thing was destroyed by the end of the year. Yep. Yeah destroyed well and it was funny too because there were so many other people in that house where eventually i got very comfortable being like i'm going on to the balcony that goes through this other person's room and just didn't give a shit but at first i was like i i feel so strange about this this is people's living spaces goodness but you could definitely tell the people you lived with who were like i don't want you fucking even seeing my room versus the people who were like i don't give a fuck yeah pretty much i mean i couldn't give a fuck Aline, i don't want to blow anyone on blast but Aline yeah. didn't give a fuck that was pretty much the two of us. Everybody yeah. else kind of kept their rooms sacred. But Aline yes. and I were like, whatever. Yeah. Well, and you guys kind of had to because, again, to go through Aline's room was to go to the balcony. That's why yes. That's why I was referencing. Didn't want to put her on blast, but there we go. No. She doesn't listen. Who cares? No blast. Fuck the other four who were pussies <laughs> and didn't let people go in their rooms unless they were trying to finger them. Well, to be fair, I do remember walking by uh, your roommate Annie's room once. And uh, she had that like kind of like kind of nooked room there. And yes. we made eye contact. I might have been drunk. I don't know. It was at your place, so I was definitely drunk. And you just saw like the eye contact of like, I don't want you anywhere near this space. So I was just, hmm. I just kind of kept walking, like in yeah. that moment, like I, sh I shouldn't be in here. <laughs> it's kind of like the Sylvia Plath Museum in there. It was all very delicate, a lot of gauze and peach and champagne, very and specifically hung, kind of like a lot of dried flowers, hipstery photos on the yes. wall. Old, old black books. and white sketches and things. And mm -hmm. you go, ah, this is fun. Little old books that you see that no one's ever read and they've just yeah. aged horribly. They're all warped and shitty, but they look cool on a stack on your windowsill. Well, you look at it and you go, what indie film did I see this room in? Yeah, is, is Zach Braff coming back yeah, soon? Yeah, what is this? Who? Yeah, Are you helping him through his problems? Annie or anyone that knows Annie, if you are listening to this, nothing but love. <laughs> that was funny. Nothing but love. I don't like you. No, I'm just kidding. You're fine. <laughs> you fucking bitch. I, I don't think there was anybody that I met through you in college that I didn't like. Well, that's not true. Well, Andy you, was a pain in the ass. You met DJ Dole. Oh, that's true. DJ Dole's... I don't know if I did... I, to say I didn't like him isn't necessarily true. I was so entertained by that guy. That's true. You liked what he stood for. I liked what he stood for in the fact that he was so unabashedly like open about his douchebaggery. I'll never forget the day he walked into the student lounge at the theater building, and he was like, there's like three of us in there. No one said hello. No one asked. He goes, I had a good-ass weekend, you guys. I had a good-ass weekend, because I went, and I DJed a house party, and I was getting pussies wet. And yeah. downtown Allie Brown, who was hanging out there, just takes her fucking book and slams it on the table and was like, okay, that's it for me. And yep. just walks Walk the out. Fuck out. Yeah, he was a swell guy. Best costume I've ever worn. I don't even remember his real name. DJ Dole. Dole hat kid. It was probably like Phil Heisenstein Phil or something. Hartman. No, not the same no, person. No, no. <laughs> Damn it. Don't give it to Johnny. Yeah. yeah. There were some colorful characters. Was I telling a party story? Yeah. 
You're talking about the ice rink and the, the, the thing. There was some stuff that happened, and then you trailed off because you're stupid. Right. Yes. Cor- that's ex- right. That's exactly correct. <laughs> I am stupid. I might have helped get you off topic. I don't know. I started rambling about people's rooms and making fun of your roommates. Accountabilities. They'll all listen necessary. back to this one day and realize you didn't have any respect for any of them. <laughs> None whatsoever. Especially you, Tommy. Only Aline and Oliver. We went to the wars together. <laughs> I'd laugh so hard if any of them heard this. Like, wow. I'm taking this seriously. <laughs> Oliver's listening. He's like, you remembered me. Oliver, I might have liked the most of everybody. Oh, he was such a good shit. He was entertaining. And also very honest about his priors and, and not wanting to fuck, oh, <laughs> fuck around. I was absolutely. like, I respect the shit out of that. He was just like, I'm not getting in a fight in here tonight. I was like, okay. He let himself get his ass kicked in Burlington because of that. He got mugged because really? he was unwilling to fight back because he thought they would pin it on him because he's Dominican. Mm, well... And let's be honest, knowing what we know about the Burlington Cops. How spiteful they are. I'd have an argument with someone I know who happens to have conservative ideals about that. Well, look at what's happening. Why are they why they defund the Burlington police? I don't know why the Burlington police respond by removing personnel instead of taking that out of the equipment budget. Why are they clubbing people in the head? Why did they remove the personnel that they needed from the places they needed it the most, like the downtown traffic of Burlington? Like, why Why is that where you remove personnel from? Oh, it's know. almost like a mob-style squeeze. Well, it sounds like spite. <laughs> it's, some might call it extortion. For years, growing up through college, I never once walked down Church Street in Burlington, Vermont, and didn't see a cop car at one of this, like, the spots. Oh, yeah. And every time I've gone up there since I've been back, I have not... And that's really weird. I just want to see one of them as like an old-timey beat cop. All right, yo. <laughs> hoi, toy, toy, Better toy, get toy. back to the fucking Filene's now. I love that he's a, an Irish stereotype. Oh, sure. I'm wasted. What's all this over here, then? I can't wait to go home and beat me wife. You just see him clubbing dogs. Get out of here. <laughs> You're uh, not my son. You don't have a lot of respect for police officers. Do not you? Police officers and Irish people. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah, me either with my name. Great people to make enemies of. <laughs> we don't forget. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we don't forget. An Irishman never forgets. They say that. That's the phrase. <laughs> yep. Except the irony is they're all fucking stinky drunks. <laughs> they, rem- they remember very little. I love all those phrases about Irishmen and not about elephants. Say, you got to get the corn as high as an Irishman's eye. That's when you know it's ready to harvest. <laughs> That's very low to the ground because he's fallen over drunk. Oh, there it is. It's as high as Mickey's eye. Get the threshers. That's awful. (laughs) What do they call the pub and family guy? Wifey McBeady's Tavern. Yeah, something like that. In in Ireland, yeah. Yeah. When they land all the bottles. Great. Good stuff. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's so funny we were talking about breasts coming out at parties. and (laughs) Eyebrow stuff this week. Female fight club. Because my party story, we had a pajama party. We had a pajama party. So everyone's showing up in the freezing cold in their pajamas. Now, I don't know if you guys, you probably don't because you're dumb, but I don't (laughs) know how many of you guys know this, but alcohol thins your blood out. That's not good on a cold night. But everyone was like, oh, I'd better get my hobo jacket on. It's like, well, that's not helping you physiologically. It's tricking you into thinking you're warm because you're drunk. Yeah. It's not actually your hobo blanket. Also, hobo, not PC. (laughs) <laughs> not, not great. This is my unhoused blanket. So everyone was fucking wasted so that they could stand the walk down. Mm-hmm. And they get in and everyone's getting all... St- so everyone's just harder than usual fucked up. This is the PJ party, right? This is the PJ party. Okay. So everybody's in their jammies and... and jamming it up. Just jamming it up. That's hot. And uh, we're just all having a great old time. I'm strutting around in a bathrobe. Just COVID, it sounds so nice. Oh, it was fucking awesome. (laughs) Golden age. But everyone was getting real fucking real greased up. Yep. So I will delete these people's names because he would get pretty hardcore me too'd. And I have no Uh, loyalty uh, to this guy. uh, 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 However, I don't want to be implicated <laughs> okay in this is a bad story this then. is a bad story <laughs> okay everyone's in for a treat i'm excited now i don't know if i've heard this story so there's this maybe i have there's this guy we'll call him george papard <coughs> who showed up and he was like desperate to get laid he's like i'm definitely gonna fuck at this party i'm like you better not do it at this party warrior prince absolutely high hopes 
So he shows up and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to get laid. I'm fixing to fuck. And then he sees a young lass. We'll call her Gilda Radner. And he sees Gilda Radner and he goes, there's my target. No one's talking to her. So old George Papard comes over and plies her with liquor. No, George, no. Pours an entire bottle of vodka down her throat. Just uh, getting, and she's a tiny, creepy. tiny little creature. And she just gets so fucking drunk. And he's trying to abscond with her and, like, get her out of there and take her home. Real class act. Real class act, this guy. Yeah, real, real fragrant form of scum. So he's trying to get her out, and she just passes out cold on her feet. The scene in Tommy Boy where he's drunk at the beginning and he just Pratt falls Poof. through the fucking coffee table and smashes it. Essentially that. She did that, except our coffee table had no give to it because it was solid as fuck. So she just hit it and fell onto the floor. She just smacked into the coffee table stomach first. Hot. And just lay there draped over it. So we put her on the couch and we're like, oh, she's pretty fucked up. And How romantic. We are all pretty fucked up. It's a fairy tale. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been one or two stories, not to cut you off, of... Being at parties at your place in college and going, that person's passed out. Yep. Oh, that person might need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's I guess find we'll out. find out tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, So responsible. We'll find Odd out youth. after this Nicki Minaj song. Everybody on the floor. <laughs> Starships were meant to fly. <laughs> and then everyone jumps while the person's just there. We're higher than a motherfucker. <laughs> so it just steps on their hand. So Gilda Radner was fucking gone, dead to the world. No one knows what to do. There was another girl there who was married to an older gentleman. So she thought that that made her a citizen of the world. Oh, she thought she was an authority now in someone else's house. Correct. She was also, her side piece was a cop. Probably one of the guys that you would see patrolling the beach down on Turk Street. So in the arms of Christ, knowing how much we know of how we feel about police officers, just a real great guy. So she she immediately gets on the horn with her side piece and is like, what do we do? Oh, so she informed a cop of something that was of an underage drinking party with someone who's going down from alcohol poisoning. Yeah. So this person's got no fucking brain in her head. She has threatened to do this three times. And I was finally like, yo, you need to cool out. I will handle this. Yes, I have consumed an entire bottle of Sailor Jerry spiced rum. Yes, I want to die, but I will handle this. It's my house. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. And then this, this other girl tells me, she goes, oh, my God, there's a program called Got Your Back. No questions asked. They will pick you up. They'll get you back to your dorm and you don't have to get in an ambo and get in trouble with your Won't parents. Fuck insurance. your whole life up. You're going to be cost totally thousands of fucking fine. dollars. Right. It was a pretty cool little accountability mm-hmm. system. So we're frantically looking for the number for Got Your Back. Yeah. All of a sudden, a firefighter walks into my house dressed in full regalia, slushy boots, a firefighter. I'd have been like, dude, did you just let yourself in? I'm like, you, this is, you're not on theme, man. You're supposed to be in pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you? Yeah. So as it turns out, I don't know why they call the fucking firefighter, but this girl, this skifoos, who wasn't supposed to be fucking skifoos, do anything. She fucking called her cop side piece and he was like, hey, there's an underage drinking party and someone's ODing. You better get there. Someone's ODing. Yep. So all of a sudden there's three, again, firefighters in my house. Yep. And I'm assuming they're looking at this girl going, oh, she's just fucking trashed. They were like, oh, she definitely needs to go to the hospital. Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that's severe. And then they go, yeah, who's in charge here? All of a sudden, this amazing party we've been having, there are no people in my house. They're all gone. How strange. Weird. That's so strange. I don't know who called you, so I guess they're in charge. I was like, I didn't call you. And she was like, oh, and you're proud of that? (laughs) Like, well, the point being is, I don't know who you're looking to talk to. I live here. I was like, I didn't make the call. I'm just, I'm just figuring this out now. I'm 21. I'm like, they're going to send me to fire jail. Yeah. yeah. Fireman's prison. <laughs> they're going to put me in a flaming house and not save they're me. They're going to sit there and hit me with the hose. Oh, the, the Dalmatian's going to bite, bite me. me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like freaking out. I'm wasted drunk. 
but I'm trying to put on my best face and be like, listen, listen, we're all fine. I'm 21. Everyone who's here is 21. Again, there's no one around. Yeah. There's like three or four people because everyone who was underage ran. Yeah. Including most of my roommates, some of whom were 21 and just didn't want to go to jail. Galliards. Yeah, they are. Galliards, which is why I say Alina's a real one because she was one of the only people that stuck by me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this girl gets taken to the hospital. I am fucking pissed. I take one of those plastic pizza cups that I have, the Pizza Express, and I fucking spiked it so hard against the wall that it shattered into a million shards. Sweet. So everyone's like, whoa, calm down, calm down. I'm like, calm down? Yeah. You guys left me an absolute shit sandwich to clean up, and I think I did pretty well considering the situation. So this girl who was trying to look up Got Your Back, yeah. who was on my side, is best friends with the girl who called the fucking fire department. So now those two start fighting. Hot. It wasn't your fucking place to call. Well, you guys are all irresponsible children. You're the same fucking age as us, you fucking bitch. You're a stupid whore. And then they start going to blows. They start fighting each other. One of them just sucker punches the other. They're After just the cameras come out. Slugging it out. All of a sudden, people reemerge. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, people want to see the fight. Whoa, hey. Oh, fight, fight. And I'm like, God damn it. So then wonderful friend of the pod, Chadley, appears. He grabs one of them. I grab the other. We go to separate them. The one Chad is holding breaks free and punches the other girl so hard in the tit that it pops out of her shirt. And now we have two girls fighting with one of them with a rogue tit out. And everyone was like really psyched about that. (laughs) And I was still just really fucking mad. Well, yeah. I can't even enjoy a titty fight because I don't know what's going to happen to us. And wow, then, what a dark day. <laughs> you can't even, it was a black can't day. even enjoy that, of all things. So then I called the hospital, and I'm like... Everyone at home agrees. <laughs> oh, sure. And they're like, you're the victim here, not the girl that almost died of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. We've forgotten all about her. <laughs> I called to check up on her the next morning. Oh, I was you, like, nice do, you, guy. do you have a Gildner Radner in there? What happened to her? And they were like, oh, yeah, she checked in at 2 in the morning and checked out at 3. Yeah. I'm like, what? They gave her some saline, probably. Uh, you know, like a saline IV, and she probably was like, ah, and then waddled the fuck out of there. I was like, everybody told me this bitch was going to die. She spent an hour at the hospital? Firemen don't give a fuck. This is insane. What vitals did they take? They, they looked at her and were like, oh, she's fucked up. Bring her to the hospital. Yeah, like, oh, she seems sleepy. Yeah. And then I went and I found the guy that caused the whole problem, and I'm significantly larger than him. Yes. And I backed him into a corner and made terroristic threats on his life. That's pretty fun. What did he say to that? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Started crying. And I'd be like, you're not allowed in my house anymore. Yeah. yeah. I was like, your invitation is officially rescinded. And by the way, it makes me feel really powerful when you cry. Because <laughs> I'm bigger than you. Really? So the, the boner that's happening right now, it's really mostly about that. I don't, I don't want to do anything to you. I'm just really getting off on the power. Listen, I'm oh. fucked up. Okay. All right, cool. No, you know what, man? Suck my dick. <laughs> yeah. Didn't happen at the PJ and BJ's party, and I blame you. You're gonna make this right. That's so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's that sucks, man. That, that was like a, a not fun party. It like wasn't until it wasn't. That sounds yeah. That sounds pretty crazy. That's pretty wild. We had some wild ones up there. Oh yeah, we've oh, talked yeah. about a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Mostly the ones where like he's fine. If he can tell me to fuck myself, then he didn't need to go anywhere. Yeah, certain you know, friend. That's what they always did. That was like one of the stories that I remember was one of my one of my friends. And again, for for uh, the sake of not giving any names, uh, friend of the pod, Andy, you'll know who I'm talking about most likely. We watched him. Uh, we we went to this party that was like uh, at this adjacent townhouse because that's what they had at mm-hmm. St. Mike's. Was townhouses? How fancy? How sophisticated? How amazing? Until you like started going to St. Mike's and you realized that most of the walls were held up with toothpaste. That's not a joke. So we're playing Pong at some place, and one of our buddies is there drinking Tanqueray gin. And, uh, you know, that's usually fine. It's whatever. Our friend is a big fan of gin. Until we look over, and one moment the bottle's like halfway full, like pretty good. But then like 10 minutes go by. I'm like chatting with somebody. Um, and then I look back, and it is empty. Uh-oh. And we – me and uh, – it might have been friend of the pod, Andy. I can't remember who was with me. It was either that or our other friend, Dan. Um, and 
we noticed that and immediately we're like, okay, things are going to get bad here. And maybe like 20 minutes later, just dead to the world. Oh, we got to get him out of here because the people who throw the party don't want him here because they see the impending doom. So we get him back to our townhouse. And he's, of course, facing a Bucketville. And we all are no, you know, we're not unfamiliar with this scenario. I don't know if you could tell. If it may shock you that we're the type of people who, you know, get in these scenarios every now and then. But by this point, we're like maybe like in our like 20, maybe 19, 20, mm-hmm. 21, right around that area. And um, so we're not, you know, in our first rodeo. So we're watching our friend throw up and we're going, oh, he's going to be fine. You know, and I give him the old tell, like, is he fine? You know, I don't know. And I look at him, I go, they're like, you know him pretty well. I go, if you're fine, tell me, say, fuck you, Rory. He looks up, he goes, fuck you, Rory. Flips me off and goes, and spits into the, the bucket again and then throws up again. I'm like, he's fine. He's totally, he's responsive. He's not even like, it's not a point where he's like super passed out. He's responding. But that same scenario you're talking about, a friend is there who's like a friend of the group who goes, this is very concerning and I just want what's best for his health. And I'll go, he's fine. It's okay. He's responding. He's just getting sick right now. And they take it upon themselves to walk out of my townhouse and leave the door open. Go find the RD of the area Uh, and bring that person back. Chicken shit move. Who brings back with them campus security? Of course. So, of course, all at once, all of a sudden, all of these people walk into our townhouse that we have not invited in. And they're in there and they see him throwing up. And now immediately, it's a thing. It doesn't even matter what level of drunk he is because he's under 21. So, campus security comes by. The ambulance comes. They strap him down to a gurney. And they do it. Almost to the point where, like, campus, like, he was drunk but so responsive. He's like, I'm okay. I don't need this to happen. And they're like, hey, you're going to get a fucking up. And they're just like, you're insane. Dude, they were in his face at a certain point about it. To the point where, like, me and friend of the pod, Andy, had to look at him and go, hey, man, you got to calm the fuck down. Because, like, he's freaking out. Like, don't you see? Like, this isn't belligerent anger where he's going to take a swing at you. This is belligerent fear. It's where he, terror. He's terrified. And he was. And so we had to go over to our friend and go, look, man. This is going to fucking happen now. They're there. You're already sitting on the gurney, and they've already got one of your arms strapped down. They're not just going to go, okay, forget about it. Let him sleep it off. We tried that. Um, they weren't going to let it happen from the start. Buy the ticket, take the ride. So, Sorry, man. Yeah, so now, like, the better you behave now, the less money it's going to cost you on the other end. And, of course, you know, it's a bad night he's drinking. They give him the sailing bag, and he's out. It cost him like three fucking grand. That's so brutal, dude. And then after that, again, so he's a student in college. It cost him three grand. He has to go in front of all those shitty disciplinary boards that are a bunch of other students who get just as hammered as he does, telling him things like, well, I, for one, as a member of this campus, am often afraid by the fact that other students could behave so recklessly. It's just, don't you understand how you're not taking the safety of other students into mind? Who will think of the other students? (laughs) Yeah, as that dude then later goes, I remember one time me and a bunch of these guys are out in uh, like uh, one of the areas. We called it the armpit because <laughs> it's just this huge area. All these people congregate and we're just sitting there smoking a joint. It's not a big deal. A member of student association turns around and goes, oh, excuse me, boys. You're going to put that out right now. This is someone your age? Yeah. This is a peer. These are peers. This is a contemporary. But again, this is the kind of place at St. Mike's where they like allow other people who are arguably our peers to have more power than other peers. Oh, that's a good dynamic. So they did what you might assume and abused the fuck out of it in an area with goddamn like one in five underage drinkers. God forbid that somebody smoked a little pot and they freaked the fuck out and threatened to like go the whole distance with it because we're there and one of the guys was like tight with campus security and like has that like he moons light with campus security so they're like we could we could go the whole way with this guy put it out put it out and this is after like he was pissed off at it so we like took the last hit and somebody flicked it and was like okay he's like do you want us to go find it do you want us to go find that joint as and evidence do what? run dna yeah, on it as as evidence that we were doing that it's just like a really weird fucking dynamic there was a story about a guy. Now, he played rugby, and uh, he had just had, like, some surgery or something, uh, and he wasn't even drinking this particular night. He was just coming home from a place, and he, again, just had surgery, so wasn't walking right. Um, he also, it was, again, I think it was a rugby injury. I could be paraphrasing this. I bet your friend of the pod, Andy, knows, so I apologize if I get any of these details wrong. He's just shrieking in his home. Right <laughs> no! There's a, this is a big guy we're talking about, though. And um, so he's like on his way back and he stops 
to like lean on like a stop sign or something to catch his breath for a second. Campus security notices him and goes, hey, buddy, you're drunk. And he goes, no, man, I'm just coming back from the thing. They go, no, no. You're like they they're basically like you're coming with us at this point to this guy. Big guy, six foot four, six foot five, looks at him and goes, I'd like to see you try. Oh, badass, dude. And then they come for him. I'm pretty sure they fucked up his eye really bad. Like they did permanent damage to him and he sued the school. Um, I believe it was settled in his favor. But the point being is like it was so ridiculous the way certain entities took like just that little iota of power and just screamed across the line with it. And I've got all those weird stories of that. That's the fucking rubber gun squad in a nutshell, man. The campus security yeah. at UVM did the same thing to me. Well, it's wild, dude. Those are always, like, when, when the craziest stories you have aren't from somebody throwing up, it's from when campus security gets involved. That's concerning. Yeah, it's when campus security turned the fucking hoses on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Well, dude, they, like, used to hide at the edge, like, because, again, the armpit was at the end of a football field. Mm. So at the end of the night, people would walk across the football field back to their places, and security would sometimes wait there for people crossing just to fuck them lying in wait yeah like not even the kids who like need your help but, like the kids who are just stumbling across you're going these kids look like they're heading towards the freshman dorm so the chance of them being underage is greater so we can take those we can take them out it's a sting no one will argue with us no court will convict us they did that campus security pulled a similar chicken shit move on me yeah so we were having a party to a small intimate gathering down at my house and I was putting in some really valuable FaceTime with my crush. Oh. Just the most, one, like the girl next door. Wonderful. There's the girl that I like. <laughs> now more than ever, she, she gives, gives me butterflies. butterflies. <laughs> but like, we were always friendly and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, she's so pretty, but I have no shot. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently our old pal Martinis made her a little more amenable to sitting on the futon talking about life. Oh, so I'm like, oh my god, she's talking to me. It's like, who's like, Martini's code for? <laughs> friend of the pod, Kari. She used to make, you know, those like uh, plastic containers you keep cereal in to keep them nice and fresh. Yeah, she used to fill those with Martini mix and olives and just drink out of that. What a nice gal. She's what, the best. What a delight. I love her so. I much. always, I miss her yelling in my face. I I yearn for the day where we're reunited because we were a fucking gruesome duo. It'll never happen. Go on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I'm I'm finally getting valuable FaceTime with my crush. I'm like, this is so awesome. Everyone's leaving us alone. And we're just like, it's like an episode of Dawson's Creek. We're just sitting here like, you say, just chilling. I'm having a great time. And then one of the people that was chilling with us wanted to go back to campus. But she was a girl and like Sarah Plain and tall and kind of came from like the Midwest and was like, safety. A, a lady doesn't walk home alone. And I'm like, you know what? That's smart. You know what you do? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Take your chances, bitch. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> Gotta learn sometime. You're an adult now. Uh, but anyway, long story short, I was like, well, I've had one drink and it was like an hour ago. I, I got home late to find this party in progress. So I'm still okay. I can take you back to campus and go get fucked up again. And my crush goes, I'll come with you. <gasps> and I was like, you will? So she decides to come with me, and then my roommate, and I, I won't say his name, but you know who it is. Yeah. Love him to death, but he fucked up. He fucked me over and goes, yeah, I'll come with you guys, too. Oh. I was like, no, man, that's okay. Because he also had some designs on my crush. Oh, so he did He did the, the great friend thing and went, well, she might be into you, but she also might yep. like not realize that she's into me. So let's find out which. Why don't I come along to help fuck her? Like, yeah, <laughs> did one of those. What, what, what a warrior poet! I'm gonna keep saying that. That's the name of this episode. And at that time, like, I was just like, okay, well, there's no stopping this. So the four of us go up to campus. We drop off the freshmen, and then we're trying to get out of the student housing, which is under construction. And it's all confusing. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going and how to get out. So I stop at a stop sign, and these two idiots, my roommate and my crush, decide to do a Chinese fire drill. I don't know if that's racist, too. But anyway. That's what it used to be called. <laughs> now, I, I'm sure uh, there's apparently. a much more appropriate name. Okay, okay, it's a BIPOC fire drill. and <laughs> Thank you. Asian American fire drill. So much better. They, they got out, and they switched seats, and whoop, whoop, campus security saw that. And they went, oh, why are you guys all rearranging? Is the guy driving drunk and that's like, why? I, I literally didn't move, officer. 
Yeah, I was like, were you watching? We just saw people get out of the car and run around. We don't know who's where. Why? Did you see us? And are you drunk and you're letting someone else take the fall? No. I'm like, talk to these two and see if either of them should be operating a vehicle. I assure you they shouldn't. Long story short, I had to get out of the car. I had to take a field sobriety test. I aced it. They went, "Mm, still not convinced. We're going to breathalyze you. I said, I I decline. And they were like, well, then you're going to have to go downtown. And I'm like, you don't have the authority to do that. You're the fucking rubber gun squad. Yeah. Like, you guys are campus security. And they were like, take the breathalyzer or we could fuck up your whole. Why don't you want to take it? Because you're guilty. I was like, no, because you're overstepping. Yeah. So I just proved that I'm sober enough to drive. And now you're trying to get me on something else because you're grasping at straws. You're bored and you want to be heroes. You want to brag about this to the other numb nuts. Yeah. So anyway, and I blew zeros. And the guy backtracks and goes, huh, just as I suspected, you're not drunk. I'd be like, fuck off. I did. I said, fuck you. I went up and down both sides of them. I'm like, you guys are fucking pathetic. Do you know everyone hates you? What a, what a shitty, bored thing to do on a night. Like, you just got nothing else to do, so you fucking... This is what the dead Kennedys were talking about when they wrote Police Truck. <laughs> Fucking learn from Jello Biafra, you yeah. fucks. I just, I remember, it reminds me like... Well, sorry, my story's not quite oh, done. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry, it's not quite done. Oh, good. This is where the knife gets twisted. So you motherfucked them. So I motherfucked them, and they were like, yeah, yeah, and they slunk off. I get back in the car, take a big deep breath. My crush throws her arms around my neck and just starts kissing my face over and over. She's like, that was amazing. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And she's just kissing me on the face, and I'm like, no, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Let's all go home. And not a week later, my old roommate who was lying in the cut in the back of the car fucked her good. Go, isn't that? It's like a fairy tale. (laughs) He was like, wow, I watched all that happen and it just made me want her more. You were such like a a, a nice dude about all that. And that's when I knew I had a chance. (laughs) Yep. He was like, oh, I realized all I had to do was be chivalrous in front of her. Plus, he was hot. Yep. And mysterious. Mm -hmm. So he, he fucked her. Yeah. And then I cried. Yep. I got really drunk and cried, and all my friends were like, this is really pathetic. And I'm like, I know. Yep. I just really thought we had something special. Well, look at the hate you give. Uh, you know, it's I'm always, like, again, I'm very, like, pro in the sense of being like, you can't have the girl you never had to begin with. You know sure. what I mean? That's a very enlightened way of looking at it. Which is, you know, the like, that's the reality you have. But at the same time, like, friendship is also friendship. <laughs> I don't know. I was never that guy who, like, if, if, a, if, a, if one of my friends came to me, he's like, I really have feelings for that girl and that girl's like you just want to roll in the hay i'm like i kind of like care about my friend enough not to destroy his feelings and it's always ironic because then that friend that i had that conversation with later was just like yeah i was just saying this you wouldn't fuck her because i wanted to fuck her i was like oh wonderful uh but yeah i just i don't get that like it's not that big a deal is sex really such a be-all end-all that people sometimes are willing to fuck up friendships over it when you're 21 yeah and that's the thing right when you're 21 i fucking forgave the guy we're still friends to sure. this day yeah yeah because i looked at it like you it, know no disrespect to the girl but it's like it also really goes stop being friends well it's now. a two-way street on the one hand it's like i say it's not a big deal on the one hand which means it's not a big deal on the other like if it's not if it's not a big deal one way when they do it it's also not necessarily a big deal and but my it's whole, just kind of shitty is well, what, what i'm saying what sucked about it is i was like you know fat and insecure about it oh that's hot. and i like really opened up to this girl and i'm like i have no shot with her because i'm fat it's not my bug shit personality. It's uh, just the weight. So I'm like, I have no shot. And then all of a sudden I had a shot and yep. I wanted to date her. She was like the girl next door. And like, yep. I definitely built her up in my head well, an the, unhealthy amount. Well, but. Again, but that's the painful thing we don't realize when we're kids, especially in like high school and college is like the girl that you're absolutely head over heels in love with. A may not feel that way about you. Probably at all. doesn't love you back. Yeah. But and and B though like the the girl that you're just fooling around with, there's someone out there who feels that way about them. Yep, you know and what I mean? she may feel like this is the start of a relationship. But yeah. let me tell you, you might get four years into that, hanging out, eating chicken wings, getting drunk in the middle of the day. And it's nothing. That's not a commitment. Nope, that's nothing. So it kind of is like it's like a, yeah, it's a it's a weird world, you know. I just always like and again, it always reminds me of that shitty quote. Look at the hate you give. Look at look what you've, <laughs> you've done. You've been really into that lately. I love it. It's so good though, because it's like people don't recognize, and it's hard to sometimes the shit we put on each other. It's so crazy. I'm not trying to doctor fill it out here, but it's so like you can't be big if your lifestyle won't allow it. Especially in the past couple of months, especially through COVID, there's just all this mentality of like, well, what I really need is to get mine. 
and you just see people do this kind of like intrinsically selfish shit because they're not thinking outside of themselves. I'm not trying to put, I'm not putting this on any particular person. Right. It's just something that I've noticed in the post COVID world that people are doing a lot more because everyone's like, you got to get it in while you can. Cause everybody went through that craziness of being isolated from everybody and not working and not being sure what the future is going to be like. And it just made us all do some really shitty fucking selfish, crappy stuff. It's wild. No, yeah, I'm not going to say I haven't sat here and been shitty and selfish. I when no, I no. when I went to Booth Bay, Maine that summer when I was hey 19 years old, I showed up. They did two shows that summer. I said I only want to do one. I want to do <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, and that's it. Yeah. So I showed up to a summer in progress. I did not realize the guy that I was rooming with had made out with the girl that would become my girlfriend very quickly after that. He was very upset. Okay. I had no idea. I felt really bad. And Beautiful at the same words. time, I was like, I'm not going to stop. Dump her. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, uh, in those scenarios, I kind of put it more on the other person than the person who doesn't know. Like, it's like, that's you, very true. Well, and it's the argument. Like, if you, there's, there's two scenarios, right? It's, it's a late, it's a girl and she's sleeping with this guy. She doesn't know he's married, right? So he's the asshole. If she knows that he's married, then they're both the asshole. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm always like that person. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily like. I'm not pro enabling cheating. Like I get in that scenario, like if I'm the guy and I'm dating this girl, I know she's with somebody. I know I'm kind of an asshole. I'm not as much of an asshole as she is, but I'm still enabling it. I am a catalyst allowing that to happen. Well, you can be an asshole after the fact, which is what happened to me because I showed up. No one said anything about this guy and this yeah, you didn't my know. girlfriend hooking yeah. up. And I showed up and I'm like, damn, she's really cute. And we started talking and it was that like pigtail pulling banter. Yeah. And then we all went to see one of the Harry Potters later that night. Oh, well, that's just steam. That seals the fucking deal. She saw that. She drew a fucking uh, Harry Potter's an aphrodisiac. Harry Potter lightning bolt on my head and eyeliner. And in I theater, knew I was in. In theater, kids? You, Jesus Christ, you might as well have gone to see porn. That's like anal. You're just fucking <laughs> watching Harry Potter. You're together. fucking done. So we, we had a magical evening and consummated the relationship soon after. <laughs> And then we were having a party because we had them all the time. And the guy, my roommate, was like in our room chilling, crying. And one of the other guys was consoling him. I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, get out. I don't want to talk to you right now. Why did you do it? And I was like, why did I do what? Did I take a dump and not flush it? Like, what what the fuck did I? Yeah, because you didn't even know. He's like, I I was so into so-and-so, and and I made out with her. And then you showed up, and you stole. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at you, Casanova. (laughs) Yeah, the one time. Look at you go. You heartbreaker. I literally walked into it. You fucking, you, you, what's the, what's the name of that guy? He was the famous lover. Uh, Don Juan. I think that's one of them. That'll do. It's not the one I was thinking of. But yeah, look at you, you Don Juan. Don Juan Casanova. Casanova. That was the one. Didn't you call me that already? Maybe. Maybe I was trying to be redundant. I, you are quite redundant. Look at you. You're out of Axe Capital. <laughs> Don't you make billions references at me. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a situation where it's like, oh, okay, I'm the asshole after the fact. I didn't know I was the asshole. But at the same time, I'm like, I have feelings for her. This is also like, you know, we're having sex and stuff, and that's pretty keen. So what do I do? I don't really owe this guy anything because I don't know him. But at the same time, I want to rub it in his face. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough scenario, especially because at that point, like, I don't know. That's when you have a conversation with that other person and go, what the fuck happened? And why didn't you have a conversation with them? Because it kind of like, I don't know, that would fuck me up a little bit because I'd be like, what's keeping what's keeping you from doing that to me? Well, you know, what's funny. I I asked her, I was like, what happened? She goes, do you really want to know? I said, yeah, he's short and he's uncircumcised. (laughs) No. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. But like, did you tell him that? (laughs) I'm sure he would have loved to have heard that. Well, at least I know now. (laughs) I don't like sea cucumber, and you're like 4'11". That's so shitty. He he kind of looked... He was a nice nice enough guy, but he he looked like a Teddy Ruxpin. He was just a tiny little teddy bear man. But see, that's the fucked up thing. She liked that before you got there. She was willing to make out with that, yeah. And so there was something there. And I'm like, well, you did more than make out, you clearly. You fucking homewrecker. You know, you know he's rocking a chode, so. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. That's true. Just made out, huh? So what was the penis crack about? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It just came out. I don't know. It just He sneezed, and it fell out of his fly. <laughs> I think it was sneeze. <laughs> he tripped and, and turned over, and there it was, all angry, as you like. He sneezed, and I got pregnant. <laughs> That's how it works, right? We sat on the same toilet seat. It's fine. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, that's so depressing. That was bad. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to wonder if I've ever been the guy who took the girl. 
I don't know. Maybe. That's weird, man. Sometimes you are and you don't know it. Yep. It just always makes you feel bad. I'm glad. I, I'd prefer not to know because it would just ruin it for me. I'd just be like, oh, why? She'd be like, What's, what are you thinking about, baby? I don't know why you're such a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> you could have you could have done it the right way and you didn't. And now everything's ruined. I'm it's not ruined. strong enough to yeah. walk away. Yeah. And let's, to wrap it up. You're going to have to do it. <laughs> I refuse to be the bad guy. I refuse to walk away, so you're going to have to. <laughs> Do one thing right in your life. <laughs> Neither of us has the strength. We're so codependent now. Can we please go eat chicken wings and get drunk at two in the afternoon? Six years later. All good Neither couples of us. do it. I can't, I, can't, I can't leave. Well, to wrap this up, because uh, we got uh, places to go and people to see, we'll do a little Jerry Springer moment of Zen. If you suspect that you're being cheated on, oh, like Jerry Springer, or that you're party to cheating, yeah. assume the worst. Well, think about it. Assume the worst in that she's going to kill you or he's going to kill you That's in your right. sleep. Or they're going to kill you. Or they're going to kill you. Let's get the envies in there, too. Yeah, there you go. Very because envies nice. can be monsters, too. Yeah. Nobody nobody has a monopoly on being good or bad, folks. That's exactly correct. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is what I want to end on. No one has a monopoly on being good or evil. Beautiful. That's right. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. No? <laughs> no. Okay, well, thanks for giving us that nugget of wisdom to end on. Yeah, and until should. next time, you fucking disgusting pile of humanity if we can even call you that thank you go fuck yourselves and goodbye